Here's Animo below the 200. Lightsaber, Captivant. Animo moves up boldly, though Artorius is out late, but it's too late. Animo and Captivant stride for stride. Animo the stronger. Animo won the guineas. Welcome to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK, the punter's punter. Scooty, yes. In studio after a cameo on Saturday. You're yeah, in and then you're out. In and out. Yeah, I was in and out, mate. I had to, <laughs> to get back and do the Donald form and whatever else, Sun, Ballarat Sunday, whatever it was. Uh, I was in and out, but... Uh, yeah, it was a good result. Got a, got a prize for everyone, which was good. It was fantastic stuff. Thanks for Nico. And, and Nico's probably uh, best on ground performance uh, straight through the middle. A couple of months ago, you were kicking him out in the fall, yeah. and you've peaked at the right time. Oh. Big day last Wednesday, and then Saturday, you're C- on fire. Case was good. I thought he really helped us in our staking, didn't he? A, a bookie knows yeah. how to sort of play that angle. G DK, people were saying he came in like Kramer. Trying to bust in <laughs> Oh, yeah, we had the rail on oh, it. I was just parking the car push. around the corner, thinking it was on, and oh, i got 10 minutes, I'll wander in and give up. I was going to give a quick preview. Why do you like this horse and all this? Then as I was just getting out of the car and threw his head on, he said, two minutes till I, leave, till I jump at Hamilton. I said, what? And then I said, hiked it round here. Come <laughs> crashing in the door. They said, no, 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 don't do that. Anyway, and it got beat. That was good. It was a great bet, though, at Hamilton. I was just saying to you before, God, that's as good as a $6 bet mm. I've had. And then looking at the post race, like, the horse has gone terrific. Lead, accelerated, ran time, and something just first ups just jumped out of the ground and ran best sectionals of the day to beat it. Um, three links to third. So, yeah, so, you know, sometimes they, um, I was very, very happy with that bet. That's a great bet. I'd have it every day of the week. Yep. If you're living under a rock, uh, last Saturday we took on Racing Rant and – for our $50 investment, we returned a 47% return for anyone that got behind Bet Doctor, and uh, we got the win over Racing Rant, who uh, returned 13% on their investment. But uh, we handled the day relatively well. There was a, it was a bit of a car crash early for punters. Mm-hmm. We uh, kept our legs together. Case found an $11 winner, uh, and then we just sort of built our way, and we found sort of our three best, I guess, across the different states. I was bullish profondo. You were bullish on Thunderstruck and Case was just all in for Delphi. So they were the uh, the runners that we anchored and uh, a little bit for uh, Apache Chase who's absolutely flying up in Queensland. So uh, I think uh, our strategy was right. We executed and we didn't panic. It uh, shot pretty straight, didn't it? Like mm. I'm Thunderstruck was the best horse. Animo was probably the best horse. In yeah, the it, was a bit, it was a punter's day. Delphi was the best horse in the Herbert Power. We had, you know, the, by then they were the last three races on the card. You knew the track was sweet. Yeah. Everything like that. So, so you had sh- a bit of confidence. Shaped up well, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, coming into the good. last few. Come home strong. Mm. And the rain had some um, pretty average luck. They had horse stuck in the barrier. And Jockey lost the irons yeah, on one. Yeah, so they had, they had a bit of bad luck. So they had we'll, the variance for sure. Exactly. It was a funny day yesterday. It's it's just the roller coaster of the punt. Last Saturday, it was a, a, it was a punter's day late. It. it was bookies early, punter's day late. And then it was a car crash yesterday. There was a couple of horses, one of yours, Floating Artist. Floating not artist. sure if you hold a, or you've held a Caulfield Cup ticket or not. But uh, I tell you what, you if, you, you, if you've taken the, uh, the Caulfield Cup early price on Floating Artist, the ride yesterday from T.O., he looked like he went too slow. Was that your? Yeah, these, they've. I don't know whether he spoke about it with Kieran or what the plan was. I don't know if it's his fault or whatever. He was told to look after this horse or whatever. So he's, he's all he's done is tried to give it the most the easiest time possible. On, on and he's gone too slow on a fast, strong horse and been out sprinted up the straight. It was just it was terrible tactics, um, particularly if you backed it and the owners and everything like that. Like I know it's To, it's not D Lane or or Jay Allen or someone like that, but. Um, he knows the horse well. He said in the past, oh, this is a really strong horse. I get rolling on this horse because I know how strong he's going to be. And there he is going evens mm. and trying to sprint home a last 600 on it because he's got a three-day mm. backup where he, the, you know, I was just, it was just, as I tweeted, it was a shit show. Um, it was horrible watch. 
Um, especially when I don't, I, I'm not one to plow into odds on in on metro races. But if that was if I was on that horse, I would have been filthy. Um, and you know, we all saw it. If it was everyone's post race, it was you too, Nico. It's just I didn't even need the sectionals. No. But then I've just gone and looked this morning at what um, Wentwood and the winners come home in, and it's just you know, it's just they've been able to sprint those sections because they've gone so slow. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And then the the advantage for like the winner, Juas, um, or Jua, like the position she was in, she was only kind of four lengths, three lengths off him on the corner. When you've got a horse with a turn of foot like she has, um, that's just not a big enough break, is it? When you sort of set up up in front, he probably wanted to have be six or seven in front of her realistically. But I suppose that's what you get with that race sort of three or four days before the big one. There's going to be always in the back of their mind, you know, we need a soft run in case we do get into the... Uh, the grand final, but you can't get into the grand final if you lose the prelims, so that's and, no good for floating ice punters. And you're going to mention the other thing, what was the LC1? Yeah, LC1, Ollie was asleep, and Preble's just in so – how confident yeah, is Brett Preble so riding? He's that, on his top of that's his game. The, that's, that was the big difference. There's a huge difference between floating artist and what happened to LC1. Floating artist was a calculated, preconceived idea by the jockey or whatever, I've got to look after these horses. Ollie's was a split second. Mm. It was a split second. Preble just saw him, quickly got there. All he's tried to come out. Preble said, no, you're in. Split second on a, you know, so, I mean, that's the difference. That's the difference. You know, I, mean, I know he's the goat and everything, and he, if he did that his time again, he would have come out, but, you know, he probably didn't expect them old stayers to get up and yeah. get good, outside good, him. Good jockeys love putting other riders into a pocket. We don't see enough of it, I think, but uh, you see it all the time in Hong Kong. But we saw That's it right. Saturday. That's what I was thinking. Preble's, how many times would he have done that in Hong Kong? Yeah. Come around Happy Valley at the 600 mm. or whatever, get in their positions, get going, get in the good attacking spots. So, um, And he hasn't been here to do it. And they're probably the, the another Victorian jockey wouldn't have done that. Maybe Meech might have or something because she's back, again, fresh legs, a bit aggressive. Um, but um, the jockeys probably haven't had things like that happen in the past in the past well, 12 to two years anyway. There was three staying races. That Al Swan race was 2,000. The one that Meech won on the jumper, Will John, that was oh, 2,400. Yeah, crazy. And so, then 2,000 duet. The horses that were building their momentum wider into the race and off sort of, you know, those proactive rides mm. won the race essentially. Yeah. Like Meech has just served it up to Smoke and Romans, who was, I think, 50 days between runs. Will John, like, had the residual fitness as a jumper underneath of him and he's just – he's outstayed that other horse and it – you know, um, Preble taking off when he did and putting Ollie in a pocket mm. like that horse was like fifty days between ones as well. It just, it just. I mean, I was just looking. I saw it was just was it like consecutive races? So you had the two mm. Durston and Mankayan, and they had Will yeah. John and Smoke and Romans, all Mar horses, all coming away. You knew they weren't stopping Mar horses over two thousand meters plus. It just doesn't matter, does it? Like doesn't Durston matter. was off nearly two months off. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. matter. Because and you've shown we we seen what it's like down at Fingal, their property down there, and yeah. the work they do, and you know how fit they are. So, I mean, it's just the jockeys can ride them like that, you know? Amazing. Amazing training. It's an amazing training regime. I was just, 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 got, just got a hats off, you know? And he loves that Will John. Like, Will John's pretty nearly his no, favourite horse tough. in the stable. Homebred and Jericho horse, jumper. Yeah, it's a pisser, isn't it? He's, he's been a beauty. I remember when he said he won his maiden, he was on the TV. He said, oh, I love this horse. He's an old slow horse, but he just, he just, he's a real trier. I knew my day. I wasn't getting any better from there. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> You know you're off. Sometimes you get a feeling, oh, I'm off today. I'm off. There's no coming back. All right, let's let's uh, let's just zip through a couple of uh, big-name horses and uh, just get your opinions. Animo, Cox Plate, hard to beat? I think he'll be second favourite. He may even start favourite over Zaki. I'd probably still lean Zaki. I think he's going to appreciate getting to Mooney Valley on a potentially a softer track than what he saw there on Saturday at Caulfield. The times they were running, I would think it's, it was closer to a firm two mm. at Caulfield than a good three, and I reckon a horse with Zaki's profile, where's the bandages? I reckon he felt that track, just the way he raced. He was 
traveling really well. Then he went to Gorn in a stride and just mm. held that sort of pace. So I think back to a track with a bit more give, like Mini Valley of the Strath there, I'd probably lean Zaki, but gee, it was a sensational win by Animo. Mm. Mm. Again, again, Preble. I mean, listening to Preble in that post-race after the Zaki race, he sort of said, yeah, I thought I felt that Fave was vulnerable on the on the on the firm deck. I was worried about nonconformist. Mm. Yeah, we went the other day, and he was again. He was spot on, you know. So um, yes, do you refer to that very short SP into the Cox Plate? I mean, there's a few people saying he's got none. Other people saying refer to the SP. He get get him rolling, sit and sprint, wait for age. You know, it's not his go. Cox Plate's a test. He mm. wants a race that's a test. Mm. So um, yeah, it's going to be it's just and, and Animo's the, that three off fresh legs who we know. That's the just huge advantage Animo is going to get Craig Williams aboard and he's going to have 49 kilos. Mm. Whether he can put himself into the race and settle closer than what he's been doing over sort of the shorter trips, um, that'll be a big advantage for him well if he can sit one out, one back or something like that. That's the huge advantage you have as a three-year-old in that race. But it's, a, it's still a big task to, you know, go up against the weight for age horses. I know we probably don't have the stars, but Zaki probably was that until Saturday mm-hmm. where he's got beat. So... Probabil's no slouch. Right. The thing the thing in Animo's favour, he's coming out of fast races. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to hold him in such good stead. The Golden mm. Rose, that Corfu, they've been really fast races. High rating. High rating races. And market the, loves him market, too. And the market loves high rating fast races. So, um, he and loves three-year-olds in, the, in sick, the Cox Plate loves as well. It, loves the 49 kilo. Loves mm. He probably will start favourite. I reckon he might. Profondo seems like a missed opportunity. you got a horse in a spring champion. I know he's inexperienced. What would you do? Would you have thrown have a thrown at the stumps for Cox Plate? Was he does he doing a say you think? Was he that would have been start four if he goes, like say so you think? Mm. Yeah. Mm. What would yeah. you do if it was yours? You only get one, one opportunity, and that's I guess that's the problem with well, floating artists. You get an opportunity, you miss that golden opportunity. And these these pass, Profondo's got an opportunity, 49 and a half kilos. Mm. He's got, got so much upside, this horse. Well, I mean, the trainer knows the horse the best. I mean, that's you know, that's all I'm just, you know, you, they're great great horsemen, great trainers, these guys. I, I don't know what, I, I remember listening to them asking Richard Litt about it the other day. I can't remember what he said, but, um, yeah, I do, where's he going instead? I think he's to the paddock. paddock. Oh, he's going to the paddock, paddock. instead, yeah. So he's probably C- no Come horse. back for the yeah. Ram with Guineas and then yeah. maybe in a Queen Elizabeth yeah. or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah, okay. Give him more well, time. He might, the horse might, he might, might have been showing signs that, mm. you know. Yeah, like you compare him, like you go, oh, Animo's won the Guineas and the Spring Champion's probably the other lead up to the Cox Plate where you saw Castle Vicio, Sam Camp run so well running in that race and he won the Spring Champion then uh, onto the Cox Plate. Well, that's right. He's got a great guy because he's, he's trained Castle Vecchio, yeah. isn't he? So he knows what it, what it takes. But, you know, Animo's third racing prep. This horse is in his first, first prep. First prep, that's a big difference as well. Huge that is a big difference. difference to do it in your first prep. And you go there and you get busted up, and then that just might finish. Empty you out. You know he's going. He's going out, and it was always a Mark Reed thing: out well, back well. Where if you go out emptied out, you question mark on here you come back. So out well, he's a going to the paddock on a high mm. is big. It's yep. a big thing. Yeah, you've mentioned it many times. Artorias, I'm a little bit surprised it's not going to follow the Cox Plate path, but I can sort of see it being like suited up the straight in a sort of you know a sit sprint. Type affair in uh, in the Coolmore. What, yeah. What's your? Yeah, he's uh, either way. I, I, you'd, have, you'd go either way. The Noonans are the ones to talk about this horse. Uh, your brother Travi, he uh, he got the best of the Twitter cesspit oh, there yeah. on, on the weekend for having an opinion on uh, Josh. Look, he's he's Barry. He's first fifty meters of the race is his problem. Mm. But uh, he's probably more suited down the straight where he can you know suck in behind him and accelerate through. Well, you can see any sectionals and just just watching the race. You don't have to be sort of looking at the data or anything like that. You can tell he has serious talent. Mm. It's just he's not as professional as the other horses yeah. in his sort of two-year-old cop. He won the Blue Diamond probably because they went too hard for a few of those horses in that race and he was just 
um, you know, the horse that was ready to do that at that stage. And he, he was back from the 1,300-meter run. And ever since then, he's just kind of hasn't worked out what the game's about, missing the start there on Saturday. Um, maybe if he missed a start and had a drawn 14 like Animo, it would have been a different scenario where he could have built his momentum properly. But at the 600, D-Lane still kind of looking and sort of plowing his path. He definitely got out with enough time to beat him. Mm. Um, I thought it was a run of a horse looking for 2,000, but I do agree. I think he's talented enough that he could drop back to 1,200 and win a Coolmore, but um, hopefully that hopefully they go quick in a Coolmore, I would say, because I think he's best when he just has to race the entire race. He doesn't mm. have to think about anything else. He thought about in the extra plate, turned it up, $1.60 favourite. Um, the Golden Rose, he just has to charge. The Blue Diamond, he just had to charge at him. The Golden Slipper, he just had to charge. I think that's where you want him. Yeah, he wants a fast run race and just, yeah, mm. getting his, getting some sort of rhythm. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it, just, it all depends on uh, what I've, I've just noticed. Uh, just my own stuff for the past month, race shape, what suits some horse and what suits I mean, you look at Yearning yesterday. Mm. I mean, she's out the back, but she was so well suited. The way they ran, ran that race, you know, he got onto the back of Elusive Express you know, I was just very well suited. That's what why it won the race. You know, I mean, I haven't looked at the sectionals for that race either, but it was just the way the race was run. It just seemed it was the best suited horse. It was a bit of a car crash back to the fence, and it she's was horrible just back out to wide. the fence. She's out wide, so I mean, Building. you know, and then you swap the barriers with Fortune. Fortunate Kiss has the run that Yearning does. Fortunate Kiss wins the race, and things like so. It's just it's just big thing that individual race and the, and what horses are suited and what isn't and where they go next time. They're a pretty average bunch though. Those three odd fillies. Are yeah, right. shocking. Oh, you cops. sort of kick yourself. Yeah, the males. Yeah. The males are the, are the go, aren't they? Mm. Um, if you want to uh, dig deeper into your form, make sure you check out punningform.com.au. It's two ninety seven a month, and uh, it's definitely a game changer and a, a big step up. If you want to start betting like a pro, make sure you check out punningform.com.au. They've got lanes and, tr- and lane buyer starter, uh, jockey stats, trainers. Well, jockey stats. Uh, not jockey stats, but you also can put in your own um, – what's that? You, you tweeted out the other day, the Damien Oller stuff. You can make your own uh, You can betting make your systems. own yeah, betting system, so lay, lay or back systems, and, and what, you can figure what, out uh, how profitable they are. Right, and they're the GOAT. Now, what, what do, this I think is Ol- Ollie, over the last 12 months, Metro, um, I think it's about 25%. Winning. Look, you, you can win if you lay them all. Yeah, if you lay them all at uh, SP. SP. Yeah, there you go. Ollie. Hey, my mate. Okay. Yeah. Could have laid him at the shorts. I, don't, I tell you what, just Ollie at the shorts, Metros, and I, you're laughing at me here, Nico. I, I am absolutely petrified to bet up, and I know uh, a few of my mates had a big crack at uh, Alcyone yesterday, and I just can't do it. Like, I, I coupled up Floating Artist and then uh, Celio Miss and those sort of horses in the Metros where it's, you know, so exposed and so obvious. That's the only way I can play those shorties. But, You've got uh, a short memory, though. I mean, he's right. Hey? I mean, oh, I mean, Delphi. Yeah, Delphi. <laughs> see, Delphi was a great ride because he got on the Chewy. Yeah. And he's sort of sitting there and he's going, I have to go on this mm. horse. It was just, a great ride. And he just he had to bite the bull. That was, he was living and dying by the sword there. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, he'd ridden, but he had his confidence up because he'd ridden the Caulfield Guineas winner. So it'd be interesting. Um, oh, geez, gonna be, we'll talk about it. We'll get to it when we talk about the Caulfield Cup um, shortly. But, uh, the two outside barriers for the two favourites. That's it. And uh, the two, Preble and Ollie. And there's rain after what happened After what happened yesterday, hmm. Preble and Ollie. It'll be, it'll be, yeah, there might be a bit of... Uh, it'll be, yeah, there'll be funny coming down the straight the first time. game on there, won't oh, it? What? And I love Preble and Ollie. He must be uh, an interesting character because he doesn't mind giving a bit of lip out there Ooh. and uh, over the line as well. Loves it. Loves, loves it. it. You can the argy-bargy. Loves it. He yeah. gives, if, he, if he chases one down, he gives it to him. Yeah, straight away. D-Lane and say, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> oh, he, he's, he's just, 
He knows he wants, straight away. He just he? wants. He just. I mean, he they all want to win. They, they all really want to win. But he think he wants to win. And I think he's found that again. Like he sort of yeah, hunger, hunger. Six months ago, a year ago, like he's just going through the motions, and now he's going. Right, I'm back in the game. I oh, see. So he got buckled. Did you see in the paper? He got buckled. This was it just came out the other day. He got buckled for drink driving mm, back yeah, in exactly. February or something. So that's then he had some time off. So he must have had some issues going. I think he might have had some personal issues or whatever. And um, then he's just he's just got absolutely got. But going I think again. he's worked. He's he's a champion jockey. He's worked out. Obviously, what his strengths are, and his strengths competitiveness. He thrives off that competitiveness. He's a he rises to the big occasion, like we saw yesterday. Put Nolly in a pocket, like he's the right at the top of his confidence. He just wants to win every single race. That's great, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, Huge it's, ROI. It's great. It's, oh, and if you're a punter, I mean, it's fantastic. If you're back, beat Pebbles. Something, something will happen here. Something will happen. Mm-hmm. Right. We found him later in the show, so stand by upon us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Linda Meach is also uh, back in the game. I think uh, she'd be benefiting from uh, Jay Carr out and a couple others. It's good to see her back uh, at the top of a game. It's going to be a big show. We've got Muggs Morrell uh, on the lead. It was heavily backed. It was off the map uh, in the last race at Randwick. Didn't get the chocolates, but uh, he's confident Leo. again. Leo grew a leg there, didn't it? Leo. Leo on the lead. It's well, Leo was one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We've got uh, the Assaulter from Malta. We've got Jason as a party to preview the Everest and one of his specials. And Nico's going to have a look at the Caulfield Cup and uh, the Alingi Stakes. And we're just going to zip straight into the Alingi Stakes. And uh, we'll get the odds courtesy of Top Sport here. This is uh, Race 8, Caulfield Saturday. And I live very close to uh, Caulfield. And it hammered down for a, uh, a short, sharp period last night. So it's uh, it's a big weather watch in Melbourne. And... Uh, same for uh, same goes for Sydney. I think they're expecting up to thirty mils. But uh, let's have a look at the Alingi Stakes. It's uh, Rubasaki is the favourite here at five fifty. Varda six dollars. M and eight six fifty. How romantic! Uh, Big Daddy Fraser's all seven fifty. It was a nice little pipe opener for this. I would have thought and gets back to Caulfield, which will suit. Bless her, $8, Never Talk, uh, $10, Rain Bell, 13 Gemma Scotland, 26 Lashes, 26 Maliva, 26 and Paul's will get 31 and you can get better. The rest of the trial that we're going to have a look at here is uh, a horse called Lashes in the Orange. And uh, this horse has got form around Talier and Probabil. You might have found one at odds here, Nico. B Preble at uh, 26 bucks. I think we just got to be on. This is a uh, most recent trial at Warwick Farm where she chased uh, Malkovich, who's out in front. He's the favourite in the Caulfield Sprint. She's kind of scrubbed along a little bit here. Um, probably at this stage of the trial, you're thinking, oh, she probably hasn't gone that good. But she w- worked to the not- line sort of nicely. Through the line, she's very strong. And I think she just bumped into a very sharp horse in Malkovich. Her trial before that um, suggested, I think her two trials this prep have suggested that she's. She's here ready to play. There's been a bit of intent there. Uh, she's a really good wet tracker. She's had five starts on a heavy track for two wins. Um, she's raced well on soft tracks. She's got a good first up record. You go back through her form last preparation, I think she's a dead set 1,100-meter horse. She bumped into Talia one day at Rose Hill, started $5. That horse started a favorite in the mare's race sort of last Saturday. Um, I think the 1,200 sort of saw her out in the Balmain, but she's only two lengths off, off Probabil and sort of these kind of mares. And she gets B Preble here from barrier number five. I think she gets the run of the race. She just stalks a pretty hot speed here. There's going to be a bit of tent from a horse that's sort of drawn outside her. So Preble's the man you want on. She's a huge price. I think $26 on a tricky sort of card. She's going to handle the wet track. Matt Smith's a great trainer. Great trainer. Sort of traveling his horses down to Melbourne. Mm. I think we can back her at 26 bucks each way for sure. As soon as I look at that market, I, I see Rubisaki at the top of it, and I think, oh, that's that's a chinky favourite. So it's chinky first race. up again, isn't it? Wasn't, wasn't it going to be Rubisaki? Just keeps going, Rubisaki. Yeah. yeah well, they and, waited last weekend for this weekend, oh, okay. obviously, because of mm. rain. Oh, the rain. Wet yeah, track. But Bless I think her and how romantic coming out of 1,000 metre races. 
Varda's a great wet tracker. She might be the other horse you'd probably have a look at, but mm. you'd be backing her in to find her best on a wet track because she nah, she kind of showed what she had there last start at Warwick Farm. She got beat at the midweek, so I don't know if you want to really take that form. But I thought, yeah, Lash is $26. It's, just, it's an easy each way bet. It's a deep race, but she's got the right run. You get Brie Preble, and she looks like she's been set for it. Mm. If, if she comes here. Hmm. She's Double also accepted. accepted in bloody Brisbane. Ah, okay. So he's, he trains out of Sydney. He accepts in Melbourne. He accepts in <laughs> Brisbane. It's Thursday and he still hasn't scratched from one of the joints like, I don't know, it's the bane of one of them. Uh, and did you see the other day I put a tweet out? I like, talk mm. about dual acceptors. <laughs> we had a quad. We had a quad acceptor last weekend. <laughs> De Niro accepted Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday and scratched in three, ran in one and got beat. Cop, well, no, I won't say cop the right way, got beat, but... Anyway, got both accepted. You're allowed to accept in four venues. It was ridiculous. But I'll just say it's it's Thursday and he's still... What is it? It's 200 bucks to scratch, isn't it, in all those races? I think it's around that. So. Yeah, if no, and there's a discount if you scratch before 4pm the day before or something. So, yeah, but... Um, Imagine being the owner fees. there. Oh, man, Far please. Out. Please. Dual accepted. Ex- accepting four times. What a joke. But anyway, but still, and even this horse, I mean, it should... What did we now? It should, it should, he should have decided once he's seen barriers and weather conditions, where's he going? Should have already scratched in one joint. Hmm. While she's here, I want to back her, and I might look to have something on Varda if the track's in the heavy range because she's a very good wet tracker. Beat Master Crusader one day on a real wet track, so that's that's her going life and gets D-lane. So backing in the good jockeys there on Saturday, make mm. the right decisions. I'll have to uh, have a chat to In The Know with Snow. He gets all the Chris Lee's mail. I thought Never Talk was a really good run last start at Kembla Grange. It, uh, it hit the line, so uh, Craig Williams is on that one, So uh, and it loves the wet track, so I'll be uh, weather-watching and uh, ringing Snowy. So if uh, there's any mail around for Never Talk at the $10 quote, I'll, um, I'll let everyone know there. That's the key to this track on Saturday. Like, there's... Mm. There's like nearly 60 mil of rain predicted. If it sort of hits before the meeting, that might be okay. If we get 10 to 15 on race day, you know, come these later races, you probably want to be looking for horses that are really going to handle wet tracks. How do you, how do you know? Like, it's just been so far off the bomb. Like, last night, here it comes. You saw the thing coming down, the rain bands. It, oh, we're going to get drowned here. 10 to 30 mils, Jane Bunn was saying, whatever. I reckon we got two out mm. of Avondale Lights. No, two mil. we got more. And, uh, well, it looked like it was shaping down the east. Yeah, but because I'm in Carnegie, and then sometimes you hear about Flemington copying it, and then Caulfield not copying it. I, like with the bay, like it can easily dump some some places, and then we get nothing, or it can be hailing at my house, and then nothing in the city. Yeah. Like the, the the spread is just incredible yeah, in Melbourne. It it's it's really tough, and it's it's amazing what the Caulfield guys do with the track. Because I thought the Caulfield track on last Saturday played enor- like enormously. I thought it was a brilliant track. Great for punters. And, same yesterday. And same yesterday. yesterday. I thought it was a fair enough yesterday. I think they've done a great job with Caulfield. And like, I just can't cop all these trainers like, bitching and moaning about it. As soon as one of their horse fails, they don't, they'll don't. they blow up and say, oh, oh yeah, no, it's too firm. Love an excuse. Yeah. But the run I've got, I've got tomorrow, I've got, how, how have they scheduled two meetings within one hour of each other? Mowie and Packenham, like, please. <laughs> and then, so then the, the rain's <laughs> heading down that way, trying to do the form. I've got no idea what the track's going to be. Like, I'm thinking it's going to be heavy, and, but I'm thinking Mowie's going to be bottomless. It says 30 mils both days there, but how do you, you – know, I don't know. Like, it's just just got to wait and see. Anyway, God, Mowie, Mowie into Packenham. Like, please. Pa- that Packenham track, it can be a bit suspect, those first – Few nightmares. Oh, that's have, yeah, so that is that is. You're right. I'd you're be very, avoiding you're that. Very true too. Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to DK Award. You can jump on board. He's stuff sixty six a month. Outstanding value. One of the best. Uh, well, it's probably going as good as any sub uh, in Australia. I would have thought. Let's have a look at the Caulfield good value. Cup. Good value. 
Hit, uh, it's a uh, big weather watch, as we said, at Caulfield Cup, and uh, the odds courtesy of Top Sport here. We've got incentivized favourite, $2.50. Bookies are starting to uh, wind him out. $1.80 they put up last week, which was just crazy. $1.80, $1.85, trying to suck everyone in for their multis. Um, so it just pays to uh, be patient with some of these real short odds on pops, especially in these big feature races. There's other bookies that need to get their whack out of it. The layers will step in here. $2.50 incentivized, barrier 20. Delphi. Uh, the horse that uh, helped us on the stream on the weekend, 750, non-conformist, uh, was a real big eye-catcher for mine, $11 uh, out of the Caulfield Stakes. The chosen one, $12. Young Werther, $12. Explosive Jack, 17 Montefilia, $17. Uh, Deus or Deus, uh, $19. She's ideal, $26. Persan, 34 Homesman, 41 That looks a big price. Master of One, 41 Quick Thinker, 61 Chapata, 67 And... Uh, much, much better the rest. Nico Noonan. Uh, I think we're going to uh, have a look at Incentivize first. It feels like we've watched uh, so many replays of this horse. And uh, how do you think he'll, he'll go on the wet track? I think he'll love it, to be honest. The way yeah. I see him in the yard, the way he moves in his action, I, I reckon he'll really appreciate a wet track. I, I have no concern there. I think this is definitely the lead up. They're going fast here. He set up that early tempo. He's as strong as him late. It's the best figure he's ever put up on the punting form data that we sort of use. He kicks back to beat Young Werther here. Young Werther was an outstanding run. Um, I suppose the, the knockers are going to say, what's he going to do from the draw? Really, that's forward. That's where the layers are going to come from. I think he's one out one back, outside lead or preble, maybe even leads on him if he wants to. He's He's got the horse underneath him. He can do whatever he wants. That's the big tick if you're an incentivized punter there on Saturday that Preble just he knows the horse now he's had the two rides on him there he knows all right, I can get this horse into a dogfight he'll kick back he's going to give his absolute all he's been set for the race I thought he paraded outstanding last start there in the Turnbull um, just I would have loved to have been on track but just off the TV and the way this horse moves like that was maybe the best I've seen a horse walk um, I was so filthy I didn't end up backing him in the end very elegant just grayed me up too much but he beat a champion there there's no doubt she's a champion, very elegant. I think she's won nine way, group ones. It's the way he did it. So, like... <sighs> like, they went out... Like, he got... It reminded me back in the old days when then David Hay, uh, Colin Hayes... Rode to beat him, and he still to beat. beats him. He had, so, I think it was Cossack Warrior versus Vaux Rogue or something, and, and Colin Hayes had another thing in the race and sent it forward to take on Vaux Rogue, and Vaux Rogue still fought him off and still won. And then that's that's what that reeked of there. No, no, I'm saying there's any pre-plan, but he was taken on. They went out, what, 12 links above or something? You know, yep. and he's still still strong as an ox and still probably strong after the line. Like, he's just, you know, they're just so strong. I love gets, it. Gets back to 2,400 where he won by 12 links the last sort of start he ran in that. No, that's against a fear of opposition, but. Yeah, you'd rather I, him draw, as Preble said, you'd rather him draw out than in because he said, I would have to dig him up and use him up like, yeah. he's, like he's had to the last last start. I think from the gate, he's like Animo. You just have to show how good he is. And if he's as good as I think he is, I think $2.50, you can back him, to be honest. Okay, let's have a look at Delphi, a horse that uh, we anchored as one of our final legs. And uh, once Floating Artist got scratched, uh, he looked an absolute moral to us, but uh, he was set a lot really early well, here we, after we, pulling. After pull, yeah. So that was, a, again, Ollie made a split-second decision. I've got to roll on this horse. Um, so that's the query, but he was up from what he was up to the 2400 off the 2000. They can, it's a different tempo, so they can get a bit chewy. So they do benefit from that run. Mm. So you'd think he'd settle a lot better in this in this race on the weekend. 
Um, the chosen ones are. It's not a bad sort of benchmark. That horse has run what beaten three links in a Melbourne Cup. It's he's sort of around that mark, two or three links off the winner in all these big feature races. So there's a lot of merit in Delphi. And, and Ollie riding the weight was another big. Mm. I mean, he looked like well, not quite. He's going to ride a, a kilo over, so he's fifty three and a half. Mm. Fifty three and a half. Yeah, but still, it's a big push. Big push. It's a big push. Um, and he, like I know he, he, he was pretty kind to it late there. So. Um, yeah, barrier 19, barrier 20, they come a, they come across together. It'll be a battle of tactics, and then I suppose the other horse in the race is non-conformist. He's drawn... Seven and a half kilo drop from the Caulfield Stakes. And Caulfield Stakes, a horse like Mongolian Khan, come through the Caulfield Stakes to win a Caulfield Cup. I think this is a... Uh, he's a huge knockout runner, and Sting out of the track shouldn't fo- phase this horse either. Well, I think the respect Preble showed to him and what he spoke to, spoke about non-conformist, how good it went two starts ago, mm. and how much respect it, that he was the danger to him the uh, probably the other day. Um, that that speaks volumes of, uh, of I think, the talent levels of that horse. Yeah, I think Willow from 16, he might look to get on the back of both of them and put him in the race as well because Chapada and Salino sort of drawn out in between them and then you got Delphi incentivized. I think there's a scenario Delphi takes off and probably tries to get outside lead on. Delphi settles. Like, Ollie, if he gets a bit keen, he's... I think he'd want to let Incentivise go. I think he'd be better off in a faster run race, though. Like They didn't go that quick last start compared to mm. what Incentivise has been going. I think Holmesman's definitely your leader. And then Incentivise and Delphi, that one of them's probably outside lead, one out, one back. Non-conformist tries to And then maybe the non-conformist tries to find the back mm. of them. If you go back to that replay, like Delphi beat the what the fifth horse there, Mirage Dancer, by four or five lengths. Last time Incentivise made him, he beat him by 12. Like I know that's a pretty easy way to sort of look at it, but... Um, I think that's a, a guide to maybe how good incentivize is over these trips. Uh, Delphi's definitely going to be the horse that has the markets for. He's on the quick backup. They loved him last week. They love the naturalism. They're happy to back horses out of that. Uh, the 2,400-meter run he's had, that's a big tick as well. So I think if you're looking to back a horse early, it probably would be Delphi. I think he might start shorter than sort of $7.50, and the market might really look to find him. But for mine, I think incentivize will be too good, and he'll show that he's a superstar in this race, and I think his danger is young Werther. The horse uh, that I sort of did, didn't mind was Explosive Jack coming through the uh, the Young Werther form line. And this horse had a really big preparation last time. He gets to the Caulfield Cup third up, finally going to peak here. I'm not sure if Barrier One's going to be the place to be on Saturday. But is this more of a Melbourne Cup horse or a Caulfield Cup horse, Explosive Jack? Because it looks... Uh, Looks like he's just starting to peak. If you go back uh, and have a look at the incentivized replay, this horse started to flash into the screen really, really late, Explosive Jack, and he'll only be starting to do his best work at 2,400. He's dead set stiff, Explosive Jack. Explosive Jack, like He's the fastest last 200 in the Turnbull. He's drawn barrier number one here, so he could be completely out of play. But if he had a, say, bumped into a year where there's no incentivized, a potential star of the turf, mm. like he'd be right in this race and then sort of on track to a Melbourne Cup. But I think the Melbourne Cup's his race. That's the race that have been setting him for all prep, but it was a great sort of hit out for the Caulfield Cup last start. Shape shape him off for Melbourne Cup for mine. Mm. For sure. So it's just a it's just his Krauss prep, these get you know, not suited, getting home, still being strong. I think if Incentivise comes out and he gets beat here and sort of it all sort of falls off a cliff, which I doubt it will, but if that does happen he doesn't push onto a Melbourne Cup, explosive Jack's definitely the horse you'd want to be with. He just looks like the horse that's been completely set for the race. Um 
But yeah, he's just he's gonna need a bit of luck from Barry number one. He might be your flashing light sort of run for the quickest closing sectionals again, and then yeah. you want to be on him in the Melbourne, Melbourne Cup. Cup. That was the way I was so, I was sort of thinking. Right. Yeah, I thought the winner. I think you've nailed this one, uh, Nico. I think the winner will come from incentivised Delphi and non or nonconformist, and then yeah, your Melbourne Cup flashing light run will be uh, explosive, Jack. I, I haven't really got any other. Uh, Angles there. I thought Holmesman probably was a, a knockout place chance just I think at a really big price. If you're looking to play exotics, he, he was good in the Caulfield Stakes. Uh, he just sort of showed what he had. He was off a brutal run, Jarrah Cup, into that race. So that's a good sort of platform for him. He's been set for this race. So this has been the set play. I think he's definitely a first four sort of player. If you're going to play that way or some exotics, you'd probably chuck in Holmesman. But the way I'm probably playing the race is uh, I'm just going to back the best horse, and that's incentivizing. I don't think I'm going to get too much more complicated than that. Mm. Any other thoughts? No, no, I think we've summed, summed it up pretty well. But uh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a great spectacle, I reckon. All right, if uh, it's a big weather watch too, so make sure you you keep an eye on the track conditions because that's going to play a big part on uh, who wins and loses across the card at Caulfield. It's going to be tricky stuff, so make sure you check out uh, Nick's Mounting Yard Mail. He's now got the uh, the Caulfield 360-degree yard tool, so uh, he's all over it, and it's only going to be a matter of weeks, we hope, uh, until Nico's back on track. So uh, can't wait for that also. So for $11 and a month, I reckon. A month and I think I'll be back. You'll be sweet. Now? Yeah, a month. Mm. Yeah. Looking forward to it. You must be chafing can't at the bit. Off. Absolutely looking forward to it. Yeah, good to just get Only to, thing to look forward to in A bit life of normality. <laughs> yeah, going to get out for a lunch. Lunch. <laughs> a long lunch. Long lunch. Yeah. We'll go for two days, three days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's usually the case. All right, we might take a quick break and then uh, we'll get the assaulter from Malta up and about. And uh, we'll have a look at the Everest, the big one up in Sydney, up in North Korea. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm here, Scoot. We've got Nico and DK in studio. Now it's time to talk to the assaulter from Malta. Jason has a party. He was part of the losing uh, racing rant team on Saturday, but uh, he found the billionaire that uh, won easily enough in Adelaide. But uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Oh, we had a winning day, so I uh, wouldn't call it losing. But uh, yeah, we uh, won less than the other team. I'll acknowledge that. Mate, uh, you're on fire a couple of weeks ago. You found Secret Blaze. It's good to have you back. Uh, it was the perfect setup. You got the prize, six dollars. So uh, the fans at home will be uh, busting for your best bet. But uh, we just previewed the Caulfield Cup. Any uh, thoughts around the favourite? Incentivise. Um, oh, look! Everyone's telling me it's unbeatable, and the race is over. I've got a contrarian view, so I just think um, heavy eight or nine, barrier twenty, plenty of speed inside it. It will need to be every bit as good um, as people are saying for it to win. Um, if you're on at the bigger odds, congratulations. I could not back it at whatever price it is now, $2.30. For me, it's it's, a, it's not a bet at that price. Um, I'm on non-conformist at $101.26, oh, nice. so I'll just sit back and cheer that. Um, backed it before its first up run. Uh, so praying it can run a drum, um, and that'll see me out. And if incentivise wins, I'll be... I'll be clapping it and um, hoping they back up in the Cots play. Do you think Incentivise will get to part north of $3, Jase? Good question. Um, Betfair, you can get about two seventy on Betfair at the moment. Um, I think there'll be some resistance, probably like Animo, some early resistance, and I imagine it'll be backed um, hard late. Most pros um, believe it will win. They, mm. um, so it'll be interesting, interesting to see what the big syndicates they, do. They won't, be able, they won't see past the picket I fence. The, oh, map, yeah. the map by picket fence just means hard in the mm. market, doesn't it? Yeah. 
Preble. Yeah. Mo- Moody, I think mm. his last his like t- last twelve favourites in the Metro, nine of them have won. Have they? I heard yesterday. So he's they're not going to take him on either, are they? No, no, no. They love his they love his stuff in the bush too. I just I love Moody. All right, what if what's the uh, there's a fair bit of weather forecast up there, Jason, up at your neck of the woods in Sydney. Might be up to oh, thirty mils. Anything wet already up there? I think. Has it already Kimble started was a heavy, yeah. so look, was a heavy ten um, or something already. We had quite a bit of rain yesterday. Um, Randwick's come up a seven this morning. Um, now they're saying fifteen to twenty five mils. So I've had a look at the radar just before I've jumped on. Um, it's coming inland, and and it's not coastal. Randwick's coastal, so it is a huge chance of missing Randwick today. If it misses, and with the warmth we have here, I think we'll be racing on a you know a five. If twenty five mil hits Randwick today, we'll be on a nine. Um, so it is a bit of a watch watch this space on the track. Um, as I said, I'm just looking at bomb like everyone else is, um, mm. and it's, it's coming inland. It looks like it could be moving south, um, but Randwick only needs an hour of rain. That's a swamp. So um, watch watch this space for uh, for those betting early. All right, let's uh, let's have a look at the uh, the North Korean Championship Sprint, the Everest, and uh, let's have a look at the market first with Top Sport. And you got Nature Strip four sixty into four dollars. Classic Legend four sixty. Interesting here. First up against, uh, I think he's won this race third up into its uh, preparation. So four sixty. Interesting uh, angle there. Eduardo six dollars. Gtra loves a wet track eight dollars. Mars Crusader eight fifty. Home Affairs uh, was one of the Top Sport uh, early movers a couple of weeks ago. A few people. Would have found that one ten dollars lost and running. A uh, bit of a uh, bit of conjecture around uh, the the sprint the other day with uh, Australia's sprinter in the promo for that. They had a ringing horse and uh, a few people didn't pick up on that. Twenty six dollars. The Inferno uh, now gets back out to a uh, a bigger track. Not sure if he likes the wet though. Libertini first up again thirty four dollars goes pretty well first up. Trekking uh, seems over the odds after uh, a couple of unsuitable setups there. Forty one dollars and Wild Ruler forty one. Uh, not sure about Embracer. Kementari, gee, I'd love for him to get a start and him to win it uh be a pisser at 81 dollars but uh let's have a couple look at a couple of replays and uh give us your take on that uh please jay so we'll have a look at the shorts first there's heaps of runners coming through here g try eduardo nature strip mask crusader lost and running they're all there yeah i think this the key on the, in this race is um nature strip was inside eduardo and eduardo eyeballed and pressured him right throughout the race and, and really made him earn it um obviously gtra looked like he had plenty in the tank coming through late and eduardo got his measure here i think i think the difference here is um eduardo 1200 meter randwick there is still a bit of a question mark um and there's no doubt that that waller is a grand final trainer and the nature strip wasn't fully wound up um second up and, and will be peaking today as as all of the well, but I think Nate Strip's got improvement out of that run. Mm. Let's have a look at Home Affairs beating Pilelli here, and uh, Pilelli's come out and won, and it was the place to be for uh, Home Affairs, but uh, this horse has got a fair bit of upside, uh, only young, new on the scene, and has only got uh, 53 kilos here. Thoughts, Home Affairs? Three old goals. Yeah, look, I think um, this horse has run a huge figure first up. Look, it was some advantage on, on, on the rail Rose Hill that day, but look, Yonkers came down the middle and won. Um, so I don't think that it was absolutely um, dynamite rails whilst an advantage. I think this horse, it's definitely run a, a peak figure first up. It's gone to the next level. Um, I always have had a feeling that this could turn into a three-year-old race, the, the Everest. Uh, we didn't have a good one in it last year. Um, and obviously, yes, 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 the year before. I can see this horse box seating um, 
and and being right in the finish, actually. I, I do think it's a chance. Hmm. And the last replay that we'll have a look at here is uh, Trekking and the Inferno with uh, Wild Ruler in the Moya Stakes here. Yeah. So, Wild, I mean, yeah, Wild Ruler got the better of Inferno here. Um, look, Trekking's been there, done that. We all know he's exposed form. Wild Ruler's drawn out in 11 here, and although he's got T. Clark on a, a, a leading jockey, a front-running jockey, um, I don't think he's got the speed to get across, so he's, he's not drawn really well here, Wild Ruler. Um, trekking, you know, he's trekking, keeps running on, but doesn't win. Um, look, the Inferno is, is, a, is a hugely untapped horse. Um, I think it's got the ability to go to the next level and could be a smoky. Just the way I feel the, the race will be run, um, which will be based on my tip, um, I think it's the best chance of the run on horses at, at big odds, the Inferno. Mm. Any thoughts here, Nico? Well, I suppose the key to the race is Classic Legend back. He's had three trials leading to this. He was supposed to run in the shorts or the premiere. I can't remember which one. They missed it. He's first up. He's had one run since his Everest win last year. It was in Hong Kong where mm. nothing went right. Um, the horse has come back since. I watched all of his three trials, and I think he could be back. It's just whether Likes we're on a heavy nine or mm. something like that. If what it's bottomless. Jace. Yeah, he's a grey, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> True. DK. DK. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your only offering for this race? Yes. <laughs> Grey in the wet, Oh, Grey in the wet, mate. He'll swim. It's an interesting one for me. And I think uh, G-Tri is an absolute uh, a, a muddy. Loves the wet, but still a, a little bit of a slight asterisk over the 1,200-metre mark. I think the Inferno and uh, Trekking are clearly the best roughies well, yeah, in I'll the just, race. Oh, yeah. Well, just, well, I think we get Azza. Can we get Azza on? Classic yeah. Legend and G-Tri. Yeah. So, look, uh, the last, there's been four Everest. The first two have been... They trotted in front, Red Zell kicked clear and won. The last two have been ridiculously fast speeds and slingshot runs. So you're assessing chance. I mean, everyone has got a view on the Everest. How I've assessed it is the speed of this race, like most races, will decide this. Um, how I've assessed it is is, is Nature Strip is, is drawn fantastically out in 10. Um, he doesn't want to be having to be dug up with pressure outside him. And with Nash and Eduardo, not Rachel King like last year where she absolutely slaughtered Eduardo and went out um, really, really quickly, I see Nash just strolling across and, and Nature Strip sitting outside it and and the two hardheads um, not overdoing it in front here. Um, and I really think it's going to be difficult to make ground. G-Tra in one, I think, is, is not a great gate. Um, and Classic Legend, yes, won it last year. Um, but as I said, the, the speed they went in front last year um, you know, the last three basically were the first three home. So I'm 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 taking a stand against both Classic Legend and Gitra on that basis. Um, as I said, I think Eduardo leads. I think Nature Strip sits outside of him. Look at the TJ last year; it'll be a setup like that. Um, and I think Nature Strip will be dominant and win. I think uh, Home Affairs will sit in the coffin um, behind them, um, and with that lightweight. Um, could be a chance um, of being in the finish, you know, and you'll have all these horses like Mars Crusader and Gitra and Classic Legend running good races and running on. Um, but you'll know you'll know the winner after 600 metres in this race, and I'm and I'll be betting on them not going too quickly and Nature Strip winning. It's mm. good assessment. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're uh, close to the mark there. I think the money will come. There'll be some money for Gitra. I, I anticipate, and if if he was so flattered last start, Gitra, like mm. the fence was the place to be. 
I don't think it, it's just the, wet, the wet track, though. Is he's, being... he's not good enough, I don't think, Gaitra. I'm Nature happy to be against wet, him. Nature Strip's wet track form is phenomenal. Very good. And its yeah. trials are also phenomenal. Um, you know, Randwick, Ray 7, I, I'm not, just not sure it's going to be that wet, guys, so we could be getting a bit carried away mm. with that. Uh, we will have to wait and see. But I think, I think you know, 5, 6, 7, um, I, I just see Nature Strip. 10 is just the perfect gate. Um, mm. And as I said, those two hardheads, they're going to, they're going to not want to go too quick. They'll be chatting to each other in the runner probably, um, stacking them up and then just kicking away. Um, so I just don't think the, the setup of the race is going to suit those other horses. And, yeah. You know, I heard Les Bridges say in Classic Legend, he said, look, last year I thought it was a moral. This year, yeah, he can win. Yeah, it's not um, a legend like that. Um, you know, he's backing the horse because he thinks it's a star. But if, if you take four bucks and it wins, you, you know, doff, doff my hat to you. But not for me. I'll cop it on the chin if it wins. Mm. Want to be up in the firing line at Nature Strip at four dollars? I, I think it'll start a lot shorter. DK, what were you going to say? We spoke about in the um, in the shorts about Eduardo eyeballing and not that not suiting Nature Strip. Mm. And as as is saying, yeah, it's a huge flip to now Nature Strip sitting outside Eduardo. Mm. You know, huge flip. And well, that's um, what we saw in the TJ. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So it's a, exactly. So um, no, they go. If great. we're thinking this, that's a great great summary. Um, as a similar to the TJ. Surely Mask Crusader's got to come into the race then. He was unlucky in the TJ, charged at him late. If that's a similar sort of race shape we're expecting here, I I think he's got to be in it, doesn't oh, he? He's going to get too far back, isn't he? Oh, like, he he can settle closer than what they have been. I think they oh. haven't shown any intent out of the barriers. They've just flopped out on him every run this prep, knowing this is the grand final. I think Tommy tries to be closer. Barrier um, 9, I mean, he can't get in a great spot, can he? Yeah, but he doesn't have to be two lengths last, no. like last start and the start before. Even well, if he is back, great. To, you got to. I mean, these are these are the two best sprinters in the country up the front, controlling affairs. I think so. Eduardo's shown himself as an eleven hundred meter horse. That's his go in life. Twelve hundred. I know Rachel probably did too much on him last uh, last year in the Everest, but the TJ was found out. Um, he just fell in up in Queensland over eleven over twelve hundred meters. So I'd be happy enough to be against him at twelve hundred. I think Geetra's not good enough. Uh, the big X factor horse is the Inferno. Mm-hmm. His wins in Singapore. Are some of the best wins you'll ever see coming back and charging to the line. If this track is a soft five, you just have to back him at $26 because Nature Strip could get taken on by Eduardo. Classic Legend might not be here. And then it just opens the race wide open. Mm. And this horse is absolutely flying this prep and he's going to be charging at him late. I, I think you've got to back the Inferno. Yeah. Uh, J- Jace is uh, Spectre at the $26. You're, you're keen. And I think it's it's close to the be- best Ruffy with Trekking in the race. I, I, you definitely have to uh, have something on it. In a race that you, sh- you probably shouldn't go chips in. We talk about it all the time. DK likes to potter around uh, the provincials. As is the same, you, you don't have to have your best bet in these uh, big races. So a big one, just because it's a popular race like the Melbourne Cup. Make sure uh, you bet smart and uh, you don't have to put all your chips into the one of the toughest races on the card. All right, uh, Assaulter, let's, uh, speaking of your best bet, that was, that was just the entree. You've uh, you found one in the Tristark Stakes back down at Caulfield here, race seven on Saturday at Caulfield. Uh, the market, courtesy of Top Sport, Colette is uh, $3.50 into $3. Shiloh was a uh, big win last start. I think it was at Sandown. Five fifty, Nimalee six dollars, Celio Miss backing up is she? Six fifty might be backing up there. Doubtful. Probably Doubtful. not the way it won the other day or yesterday. Sorry, uh, six fifty there. So might be some deductions. Prior to Jenny, ten dollars, Kahamalas uh, fourteen, Steinem fifteen dollars, Aidensfield twenty, Braden Song twenty six, and uh, Ruby Street fifty one. Let's have a quick look at uh, the favourite, the replay of Colette. Talk us through this one, uh, Azza. 
Yeah, I mean, this is obviously the much-talked-about um, Maccabi Diva stakes, and uh, you'll see Colette on 50 stars back there. I was hoping to get a, a um, tag into the race, and 50 stars just went nowhere and fell back in a lap, so Ollie had to basically put the brakes on, go around 50 stars, um, and you'll just see from about here, she just underhands and heels Ollie, gives her one, and, you know, she just finishes off really, really nicely here. Now, you're talking about Mawunga Sir Dragonae, um, you know, a couple of lengths in front of her there. Um, you know, she's a quality horse. She's beaten, um, you know, very elegant uh, at Way for Age. Um, look, basically, she, she she is my my bet in this race. I, I will put my hand up and say, look, I did back it at $3.80 yesterday, knowing that Cirillo and Miss will probably come out and there'll be some deductions. So you may want to wait um, to see if Cirillo and Miss does come out and see um, what price Colette does get out to. I'm betting that this is a heavy track. It's come up a six this morning. They got 15 mils of Caulfield, and it's mm. looking like a lot of rain tomorrow and um, rain on the day. If if this is a heavy track, I think you know this horse will just win. Um, it's a superior wet track, or one of the best in the country. Look at its Golden Eagle win last year. Um, it's been competitive with the very very best horses in the country, and is only giving um, you know some basically benchmark horses, three kilos here. I've met this uh, Frosty getting this about one out, one back or, or two back at most. Um, look, it has had a bit of a setback. It has had a stone bruise, um, but, you know, and they were trying to get to the Caulfield Cup with it. So is that, a, is that a concern? Yes. But if there's anyone good at freshening them up, it's this stable. A month between runs never worries me with blue. Um, and I just think on a rain-affected track, that sort of the zip is less of an issue and her, her wet track ability will come to the fore um, and she should be dominant, assuming this is, you know, a 7, 8, 9. Um, I expect her to win. I will have a small saver on Pride of Jenny. She's the only other horse in the in the race with wet track credentials. Um, she was enormous last start. Um, I did think it was helpful to be on the fence at Flemington, but, um, you know, she's been beaten a lip by Still a Star. I know it's a large SP, but I think I think the market just got it wrong there. Beat Mystic Journey home. If either of those horses were in this race, she'd be they'd be a price, or if not favourite. Um, she's ten dollars at the moment, so um, I'll be having a small saver on her. Um, but yeah, for me, Colette the best on a day where there's quite a few bets, and I'm, I'm keen on a few. Um, even packing them Friday night and Maui Cup days coming up, so <laughs> there are there's quite a lot going on. But I think um, you know, collated around three bucks um, is a bet. Okay, yeah. Well, the issue is she should be in the race nine. Realistically, if the if the plan went to prep, um, if the prep went to plan, sorry, she would be running in the Caulfield mm. Cup. Now she's thousand meters less. This time last week they were sitting there for the Coonji over two thousand last Wednesday, and then they've had the setback there, and now they come to this race. I do agree, though, that, that oh, you can see the angle. That preparation underneath her and now coming to a potentially a very wet track, the, the sharpness in her legs might not matter as mm. much if it mm. was a good track. But it's going to race like a 1600 if it's a heavy deck. And exactly. She grows an outboard motor in the wet. She's mm. she played great up. last start. Like she's mm. usually a real hot sort of mare in the yard, but last start, she looks like she's really starting to work it all out. And yeah, if you do get a real rain affected track, that's going to be her advantage. If we, if we miss the rain, though, and it's only a five, well, then it's a different sort of scenario. But if it's a heavy eight, heavy nine, mm. she's probably the horse to beat. Yeah. Shiloh was good last start at Sandown. She's a very good fresh horse, Shiloh. Mm. I don't know, or Shayu, I don't know if she beat much there, but it was a big win. Uh, she gets back to Caulfield where she's raced well before. I thought Steinem could do something out of the Mornington race. I think she'll handle a wet track. 
Um, looking back through her figures and her data, her all her stuff on punting form suggests she's group class any day of the week. And if you took out sort of Colette out of this race, this isn't a great race. Yeah. So I think she can maybe do something for you at odds. But Colette's the clear class horse, and that's what you're backing in here, aren't you, As You're backing in that the class horse can beat the average mares even if she has had a setback. Yeah, um, the heavy track just steers me that way and, and removes the thought about freshness in her legs. So, um, you know, and at the weights, I'd take your point on Steinem. I think, you know, she ran a huge uh, figure second up last prep. Um, but, you know, she's giving away nearly 40 rating points here and, and only three kilos. She should be getting 20 kilos off Colette on the um, on the official ratings. Um, so, you know, if, if she brings if she brings 90% of her best Colette, she'll she'll win this race on a, on a wet track. Mm. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd tend to agree with those thoughts. All right, that's uh, outstanding stuff. So Nature Strip in uh, the Everest and a big uh, watch on the Inferno and then Colette as his uh, banker for the day. But uh, any final thoughts, Azar, or just uh, mouth guard in and just uh, keep betting? Mouth guard in. Um, really excited. It's a, it's a great race day. I'm excited about tomorrow exactly to actually Moe and Packenham. So, um, look, I'll, I'll just put some thoughts up on my, on my Twitter page. Just uh, just keep punting and, um, yeah, hopefully we can get a few few collects. Outstanding stuff. Uh, you're definitely uh, in front. Everything that uh, he's tipped on the shows has uh, come good, so he's uh, a punter's pal, that's for sure. Thanks so you for know joining us. real sickos. Hey? And, like, last week, Hamilton, <laughs> that was the card I was most looking forward to. As is talking about there. Maui and packing him and it's called <laughs> Cup Day. Hook it into his veins. He loves it. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Good luck really on the weekend. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Outstanding stuff. All right, it's time for uh, one of our favourite segments, uh, Mark Morrill. He's uh, two from four. He's uh, a market mover, so uh, watch this video closely. Mark's Morrill this week will be in race six, number five, big parade. It's going to jump and lead, set the tempo on a wet track. I like leaders on a wet track that just kick away and keep grinding away. This horse has had five stars on a soft track for four wins and one third. I don't think we'll get any more rain in Sydney. This horse will jump and lead from barrier five. Jump, lead, and just go find your bookie. It will be winning. And for the big race on the weekend, guys. In the Everest, Mug likes Geetra. It's run in the shorts. It should have won. It just got stuck behind... Horses like Nature's Drip and Eduardo. It should have won. It's second up stats for Geetra. Six starts, two wins, one second and a two thirds. It's got great wet track stats. Nine starts, four wins, one second, four thirds. It's one on a heavy track. There is your winner. So the Mugs Moral this week is race. Six, number five, big parade, and the Everest pick is Geetra. And boys, great job last week in the punters club. But boys, what does the mug say when he says, when he has a winner? Go find your bookie. Thank you, little birdie and top sports. Outstanding stuff from the mug there. Uh, he just loves a bit of a steamer too, doesn't he? He loves when the, there's money around early and it's 450 into uh, 380, big parade, and a little bit of steam around for uh, G-Tra. I love how he says, 
mug this and mug that. I just want you, DK, to say it. DK the, says the and DK person. thinks. I like the third person <laughs> stuff. Right, I'll Sco- take it on. Scooty says. Nico yeah. says. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Oh. He loves an on pacer too, which is a good starting point. Absolutely. Doesn't tip many run on horses, the mug. And they're always, they're always firm against in the market K. too. So there's, he's, on, he's got a few on <laughs> side there. There's a few sort of cats in that race. So Big Parade's definitely the winner of that lot. All right, let's have a look at uh, Top Sport Big Bets. It's uh, Colette, the first one. Could be uh, some Az's money. He took 380. 350 still a good price here. Race 7, number 2, Colette, 2000 at 350. Uh, hard to beat there. In the Caulfield Cup, uh, here's one. Race 9, number 4, the chosen one. 2100 at $13. You like this horse. I love this horse. I'd, he's probably a good place chance in the Melbourne Cup, I would have thought. I, I worry that he's a bit flattened. Has he got a gear change for Saturday? Has he got blink? Has he got a, a gear change? Murray Baker's just the king of switches. As soon as uh, you see a gear change with uh, Murray Baker, that's when I start to. He knows uh, what it takes for a Caulfield Cup to yeah, well, just he's, flick he's him got on. Synthetic hoof filler on, which is a gear <laughs> change. Mm, that's not a good one. That's not a good one. <laughs> Web at track all. will help him then. We did save on it in the stream. We thought it was uh, the Joker in the pack for uh, uh, Delphi. So uh, it's I've got like, a big opinion. It's like us. nail polish, synthetic hoof filler. I wouldn't read too much into it. Nail polish. <laughs> uh, Randwick uh, race four number one uh, decent rain a thousand at seven dollars haven't uh, haven't looked at the reg uh, Allen yet uh, so not sure about uh, that bet let's have a look at uh, Fangirl uh, Hoover Lucy that's like the Marvels, is it yeah uh, it yeah. is yeah, so she's out to fourteen hundred mm. so she sort of started her campaign off bolting it at a thousand and then. Over twelve hundred mini value. The next start didn't look like she ran it out, and then she ran it out the start after. Now she's that was at fourteen. Wet that day, I tell you that uh, Tuka was a bog track. So she'll she love it wet. Yeah, she liked it wet. And this is uh, a really interesting bet here. Five thousand at four sixty in the Everest race seven number two. Classic legend, ballsy oh. balls of steel type bet. That it um, seems like an owner's bet to me or something. Like well, that. I think you'd just be able to get a better price. I think the bookies will risk this horse like. You've just heard uh, Azza. He expects money for Nature Strip. There'll be Eduardo fans, Gitra, Mask Crusade will have fans. Like a lot of these horses will get backed. You nearly I got six bucks, I, I was thinking exactly the same thing. It's uh, You've sort of gone off a bit early with this horse, and especially runners first up. A lot of the time they're a bit soft in the market at times. First up runners, a lot of the big syndicates don't like first up. Interesting to see which way the betting goes. I said that mm. the markets, the early markets are beat. They're most accurate. In those races, mm. well, four six, four sixteen to four dollars. I mean, Jules uh, will be putting trip. a lot of time into getting that race right for sports bet. Yeah, um, exactly. and has the figures on all the horses. Knows what their best runs are. It's just with that horse, it's can he run his best first up? And that's uh, he's probably gone been priced to his best or close to his best, and whether he can produce it first up. But uh, interesting to see what the market the market agrees says, says what he can do. I wonder who gets Jules his coffees. Huh? <laughs> Jules is your coffee boy, wasn't he? Oh, Jules ten years ago. <laughs> I had to throw that in. <laughs> Sorry, DK. He stopped giving up all of We love Jules. We do. He's a good, he's, man, he's a good fella. Great fella, Jules. And uh, knows how to find a winner too. He, uh, he's, he's red hot. DK's taught him a lot, obviously. Mm. All right. It's going to be uh, a cracking uh, weekend on the punt. DK out wide is available in the Little Birdie shop. Nico's yeah, we've got a very good, a nice out wide. We've got a Voca Saturday. That's one of your yeah, happy Voca, nuts, So we'll just uh, Voca and Bendigo and... Uh, I didn't see where we are past that. We've got to get through tomorrow to see what rain my train there is tomorrow. Um, what's be, the what's the provincial looking like rain wise? Are they going to be underwater as well? Yeah, or is it not as bad? So much? Well, it's just depends. Just it just depends. Like yeah. the the, the northwest, not so much. So Voca should hopefully be all right, but it says it's going to bucket down in Gippsland. So Maui, Maui's dollar one and Maui during 10. the day. Maui's supposed to cop twenty mils during the, during the day tomorrow as well. So, it, uh, it can race through it though. They did the last meeting. That was bottomless. <laughs> 
because they've got they've got that like a strathair or something down yeah. there, haven't they, or something? So anyway, yeah, DK out wide, good value. I would have thought scoop sixty bucks a month. The values are right. Oh man, if the price will go up soon if you keep hitting the way. Gotta keep shooting the t- shooting the lights out. Oh, mate, you're on fire, and Nico's on fire too. Yeah, we'll bounce back. So I think we had four. We bounce back. Well, was, it, was that day? You can't, you can't win every day. That was a that was a day. If you were going to lose, you were going to use it. Yeah, everyone, I think everyone lost. Yeah, exactly. Yesterday. So. Yeah, if, if the rain comes, we'll be looking for wet trackers Variance. and fit horses and all those kind of things. So uh, it'll be a challenge. But with the uh, the MRC's initiative with the 360-degree camera and all those kind of things, it's making things easier. So uh, hopefully a few wins. We didn't talk about pearls yet. Pearls and wet tracks, fitness. Fitness is a mm, thing. Even right. if they haven't seen if they haven't been excited, I've, I've got taught at a young age, fitness. If they're fit, they, they're fit enough to get through it. Mm. Yeah. All right, punningform.com.au is uh, the database that we all use. You can keep your notes on all the horses. You can black book them and it lives in the cloud. So you don't delete it by accident. It just stays there. So uh, you can be uh, hopeless with a computer as I am and uh, punningform.com.au is uh, our trusted database. So make sure you check them out. They'll uh, they'll take you to the next level. All right, that's a wrap from us and uh, we'll see you next week for more Bet Doctor. But good luck in the Caulfield Cup and hopefully we've found you a couple of winners. See you guys.